This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com. Attention, the Milf and Me podcast contains strong language, mature conversations about sexuality and a multitude of lifestyles, as well as occasional criticism of political fuckery. Keep politics out of your pants, folks. Your hosts, Antonio and Diana, are not certified relationship specialists. We are cynical assholes with microphones, pretty much like every other podcast. We are happy to be a part of the Deluxe Edition Network. Visit them online or on your favorite social media platform, and be sure to check out the two featured podcasts of the month. Those are the Take on the World podcast and the Beard Laws podcast. And now, with that out of the way, enjoy the show. Too many guys walking around believing that they've made multiple women finish on this earth, so I just wanted to set the record straight real fast. Mm-hmm. You didn't do it. She faked. <gasps> she faked it. Oh. Who cares? Still oh. fucked. <laughs> <laughs> oh my hell. <laughs> oh, it's my hero. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the MILF and Me podcast. I'm your host, Antonio, here with my lovely co-host, Diana. Diana, hello. Hello. We had a scary episode last week talking about how motherfuckers be spying. Yeah, right. And all the things that technology does to make us afraid of everyone and everything and checking my cell phone now. Actually, I'm not. I know, I'm not either. (laughs) My partner has to like ask me how to program the remote for the TV. I'm not too worried about spyware on my phone or on my laptop or anything. (laughs) And I don't have a partner, so I'm good. But you know what you do have? What do I have? You have two kids. Three, actually. You have three kids. Well, I was going to say two that are very proficient. Very proficient. In technology and software and apps and all that shit. If anything, they have spyware on my phone. Who Fucking right. (laughs) They're like, oh, mom doesn't have any money this week. I'm not going to ask her for 20 bucks. (laughs) Let's see what mom's up to. I'll wait for her account to fill and then I'll just siphon it out on my own. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's the other thing. It's like kids these days, especially your oldest son. Yeah. He would be able to find out in five fucking seconds if someone is spy wearing you. Absolutely. Or if they've got like a tracking device on you. Like, mom, there's someone put a geotag in your car. Yeah. Yeah. He would. Guy's a fucking champ. I know. It makes me feel safe. That's why he lives with me full time now. Yeah. He's like, I need him. <laughs> He's paying rent. I love that. It's paying me a little bit of rent. It's nice. I have yeah. to say, I'm so like proud of how you raise these babies, mm. especially, you know, I, I know a lot of kids of divorce who are just fucking. Yeah. I'm not going to say ruined for life, but they had to be the bystanders of toxic divorces and toxic parents who are always trying to use the kids as leverage against one another. It's horrible. It's horrible. And you just see how these people grows up. And you know what? That's kind of one of the reasons why last week's episode might be is you're having so many people these days grow up in these toxic uh, childhoods with these toxic parents. You get trust issues. So essentially you are creating the problem. Right. That's exactly right. And yeah, then, and then they learn how to use technology because think about it. It's like, well, dad fucked around on mom all the time. Yeah. I don't want to get fucked around on me. So I'm going to take preventative measures 
and start spying on my partner and make sure it never happens to protect my feelings. It's literally where it all starts. Is it childhood? And yeah. And I mean, it takes two parents in a divorce to not be shitty people. Right. Um, I know that's our topic here, but it really does. It's not a one-sided thing. And it's hard because I have a really incredible situation and I know that and I'm grateful for mm-hmm. it every day. Um, however, we did create it. It mm-hmm. didn't just fall in our lap. No, it just didn't happen. My ex, <laughs> my ex-husband and I both created this life. Like I'm going with him and the kids to see Elf at Hell Center Theater on Friday. Mm-hmm. We do stuff like this together because we can and we're mature and we're not fucking assholes to each other. You know, like, yes. So I'm not going to take away your spotlight because I know you got a lot of stuff to say on this um, divorce well, no. stuff. But... It's not even me that has a lot to say about it. Just put my little two cents in because I am a divorced dad. I'm a yep. essentially a single dad. I have. Yeah, you know, guardianship and your of my situation son. is different. <laughs> and this is where I'm going to say that it's not for the lack of his mom trying. We definitely did try. Yes. For for several years to do what you do with your ex-husband by like trying to come together and let's say let's do trick or treat together. Yes. Let's do holidays. Let's do something so we can still show our son that his parents do love him. Yes. But we figured out that that was just all bullshit. We started just really, I'm not going to say hating each other, but took the opportunity to take jabs and stabs at each other that we normally wouldn't do if we weren't trying to force ourselves into that situation, you know? Mm -hmm. So we are much better not taking him trick-or-treating together to show that mommy and daddy still love him. He knows that mommy and daddy still loves him. Right. But if mommy and daddy are taking him trick-or-treating, one of us is going to start talking shit about the other, and we're going to end up ruining Halloween. Right. We learned that the hard way. We thought that we were being fucking heroes trying to do it. Yeah. And it took one of us to be like, actually, you know, we're being the villains right now because we're making this about us. And little guy just wants to dress up like the Tin Man from Wizard of Oz and go get candy. And we're turning into like World War fucking three right now. Sometimes it's just easier to be like, all right, you take him on this holiday. I'll take him on this holiday. And the less we do together, the better, because we just don't work in that situation. That's true. And because, you know, I'm not going to say but. But. (laughs) And. I'm going to say it again, and I know that you're going to agree with me. Maybe you won't. I don't know. I don't want to say too much because we know your situation with your ex-wife. Right. It takes two people mm-hmm. that are very emotionally mature yeah. to be able to have what I'm doing. Yeah. It takes two people. Right. Okay. So we'll move on from that. But... um. Danny, I mean, if Danny wants to say something about me, he usually just says it to me. Yeah. And we can joke and banter and not take things personally because one, we've been doing this 11 years and I don't give a fuck. Like if he mm-hmm. thinks I'm acting like a shithead, I probably was. Yeah. You know, and I you're get very, take- You're very uh, self-intuitive about what your emotional state is. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm accountable too, yeah. right? Like, I mean, I'll see when the kids get to school, when- when they stay with him for the week. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude, whoa, they've been late for school every <laughs> single day this week. What the fuck's going on over there? Right. <laughs> and then he'll fill me in. Right, Instead right. of me attacking him, like, 
you can't get the kids to school on time ever, you piece of shit. Like, right. what the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> but instead, I'm just like, damn, you guys must be partying hard. Right. They're late every day. What's but happening? What time are the strippers leaving? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, but yeah, it's it does take two very emotionally intelligent and good people with a good head on their shoulders in order to have a healthy co-parenting relationship for the kids. We have it right. for the children. We don't have to have it. We don't. It's for the children. And my kids are incredible because of it. I agree 100%. Your kids are like my favorite kids in the world. I mean, I love my kids, obviously, more than anybody. But like your kids, especially your little girl who watches after my little girl. Yeah. I mean, they have such a special bond. Mm-hmm. And they're so cute. They're great together. And that is because I feel like we as parents did the best that we could do yeah. with the situation that we were given and what we put these kids through. For sure. And the other part about that, too, was like the divorce process. You know, mm-hmm. divorces aren't easy, but you can make them not World War Three, like I was saying. Yeah. With my divorce, we pretty much walked in and walked out with what we had with us when we said I do. It, it really wasn't. No one was fighting over things. There was nothing to fight over. Us and, too. And when, when it came to custody, we did the best that we could do with the resources that we had and with yeah. the time that we had. And there were just times where his mom wasn't in a good spot to be the custodial guardian. So it, it fell on me. Yeah. But like things change, people can change, times do change. And I can honestly say that at 13 years old, I, I feel like it really hasn't affected him in a negative way. He knows that he's going to mommy's on the weekend and he knows yeah. that he's going to be here for school. Like, that's just how it is. That's his life. Yeah. Your kids are kind of the same way. It's like, all right, I guess we're going to dad's. All right, I guess we're going to mom's, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We're super fluid and flexible with the schedule. But for the most part, it's one week on, one week off. Like they're with right. him for a week, with me a week. And we have a set day that we make the switch and it works for everybody. So here are some stories of people that it didn't work for. (laughs) Oh boy. The topic of today's episode is crazy but true reasons that people filed for divorce. Mm -hmm. They promised to stay together till death do us part, but some unusual deal breakers got in the way. So uh, these were hilarious for me to read. Let's go ahead and do the first one. So in January of 1997, a California woman filed for divorce after 25 years of what her husband believed had been a happy marriage. The real, re- the real reason didn't come out until two years later. On December 28, 1996, just 11 days before she filed for divorce, she had won $1.3 million in the California lottery. Oh, God. Thereafter, she took various actions to keep the money all to herself, including filing for divorce. But when the truth came out that a Los Angeles family court judge ruled that the woman had violated state, assets to state asset disclosure laws, he awarded every cent of her lottery winnings to her ex-husband. So he got all the money after that. <laughs> and it was a, it was awarded to him. It was awarded to him so because she, she filed for divorce before she disclosed that she won, thus violating California's uh, asset disclosure laws. That is crazy. Wow. 25 years. And all of a sudden, like, you know what, motherfucker? I'm out. <laughs> I know. It's like we won the lottery. Let's go travel now together. Like, Seriously. She, she must have been miserable. What? She must have been waiting 25 years to win the lottery to leave his ass. Every day for 25 years. And she's now... going to the 7-Eleven and she's buying like a $2 pull tab. <laughs> oh, my hell. That's, that's sad. 
I like this one. He built a wall. Ooh. In 2009, a German woman filed for divorce after her husband knocked down and rebuilt a wall in their home because he said it got dirty. This was apparently the final straw in a 15-year marriage during which the husband obsessively cleaned the house and rearranged the furniture. So she divorced him <laughs> because he knocked down and rebuilt a wall because it was dirty. <laughs> wow. These people are special. I mean, I like the house clean. I vacuum. I'm not going to tear down the fucking wall. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just spot clean that motherfucker with oh a my gosh. magic eraser or some shit. <laughs> this is so weird. Let's see. This one is great. Oh. Four months after their 1994 wedding, a New York man secretly divorced his wife in the Dominican Republic. She didn't find out for another 22 years, during which they went on with their lives as a married couple, raising a son and living the good life, jetting between homes in New York and France when she learned the truth after discovering that she was not listed as an owner on the deed of their home. <gasps> Her husband claimed it was an attempt to protect their assets. She believes it was an attempt to rob her of her assets and is now seeking to nullify the divorce, presumably divorcing him legally in New York. Oh, my god! So gosh. he divorced her. Right. Right after they got married, not knowing that she was divorced, and they lived together for 22 years. That is before wild. Before she found out. <laughs> what is that thing that they sign? I'm drawing a blank. A prenup? A prenup. Right. She probably wouldn't agree to a prenup. This That would yeah, be the be only it. thing that would make sense as yeah. to why he would do that. That's wild. What do you think about prenups? Oh, I'm on the fence. I'm like, yeah. love, hate with them. Um, prenups are interesting for me because if I marry someone that has a lot of money, like I don't feel like I'm entitled to that because it's his earnings, right? And so if right. we were to get divorced... Heaven forbid, I'm not getting divorced a second time ever. Right. But if it went down that road, I wouldn't even touch it because it wasn't mine to begin with. Right. Um, and if you are married before your wealth accumulates, let's if, say you accumulate your wealth together. If we accumulate that's a different the wealth, story. yes, that's yeah. a completely different scenario. Then I'm entitled to half of that, right? But right. if it's with someone that's very wealthy and he has a bunch of assets and all these things and he just wants to make sure he's protected, I would... Yeah, I would consider I would consider signing a prenup just as long as he didn't try to fuck me over. I don't know. It's like there's what, a, okay, there's a fine this? line there. What if it was you? What if it was you that had all the money and then you married a, what do they call a hobosexual? The dudes that don't yeah. have jobs that just hang around and just fuck you every now and then. And I'm like supporting everything. <laughs> yeah, and, you're supporting everything. <laughs> uh, we both know that would never happen. But if that situation came then yeah, he would be signing a prenup. <laughs> yeah, he would. Um, but no, like you know, sign you, it in blood. You know, I'll, <laughs> you know that would never work for me. It's like we both have to be king queen status, or there's no reason to get married. Right. Hey, this is Casey Shearer, and this is Ray. Do you like pop culture? We're pretty sure you do. Then come on over and check us out at deluxeedition.show. You will not be sorry. Or maybe you will be. I don't know. This one is funny. Stuff you can't make up. <laughs> a 34-year-old man filed divorce from his 28-year-old bride just days after the wedding after he saw her without makeup. Oh, no. 
<laughs> According oh, no. to Dr. Abdul Aziz, a psychologist at the clinic where the woman sought help in recovering from her psychological suffering as a result. Apparently, the man had felt that his wife had deceived him with cosmetics, including <laughs> false eyelashes. The deception was discovered when the two went to a beach together and a dip in the ocean washed away her makeup. And he divorced her for it. <laughs> My gosh. Good. He, was, he was deceived with cosmetics. Seriously. Come, come on. on. What a douche. So can someone do this with filters then? Like if someone fell in love with a person that had all these amazing filters, right? Through Instagram or through TikTok or whatever. Deceived. And, and then, then they got married Let's say they got married online. People do that. They get married like a No, closet. they do. They do. Haven't you watched 90 Day Fiance and shit like that? Yes, of course. Yeah, or I watch Mail Order Love Brides. Is blind and yeah, stuff, Love but, is Blind. But no, not the just online stuff. No. They meet in person at some point. But holy shit. <laughs> Deceived with cosmetics. You'd, like, be, you'd be so fucked. <laughs> I mean, what the hell? And he's like, when she lost her lashes or her eyelashes came off, like, come on. And first of all, sorry, ladies. But why are you not sending him selfies of you with no makeup on? And like, that is something that you need to do. Oh, stop. Oh, stop. Oh, stop. You've heard of the people that like wake up an hour before their guy I does. Have. It's so weird. they can go put makeup on and do their hair and shit. It's so weird. And maybe this is what I learned during my little sabbatical for two months, but it's so much work to do that every single time. Like I have let go so much and the guys <laughs> that are in my life mm -hmm. or even if they're just friends or just people in general, like they have seen me with a naked face mm -hmm. because I don't fucking care. Right. Like I've reached the point of not giving a shit and it's a really powerful, powerful place to be obviously. Right. But holy shit, you're not getting married to someone if they've never seen you without makeup on. That's terrifying. <laughs> like, really. Right, that's right. That's terrifying. It's funny what people do. Um, I had an ex. Not only did I have an ex, but I also have a very good friend that this... <laughs> oh, God. I don't think she listens, so I think I'm safe. She used to get up like a few times during the night and go out in the hallway to fart. <laughs> because she oh, didn't want to fart awesome. in front of me or <laughs> fart in bed. Or if we were watching a movie, she'd get up and be gone for like literally 20 seconds and come back. And I'm like, what'd you, what'd you go do? And she's like, I had to fart. Oh my god! You gosh. can fart right here. I don't give a shit. That's she's like, no, so good. No, I'm out. like two years of that. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, right. And then I have another friend who does the same thing. She's like, I've never farted in front of my boyfriend. I leave the room. I'll go to the bathroom. I'll go to the kitchen. I'll go somewhere else. He's never heard me fart and he will never hear me fart. I don't think I have in front of a boyfriend, but when I was married, for sure. Right. Yeah. Because you're like. It's totally different. <laughs> it's totally different when you're married. <laughs> uh, I love this one. The devil made him do it. An Italian man, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Filed for divorce on the grounds that his wife was possessed by the devil. Ooh. Apparently, the woman had displayed inexplicable behavior since 2007, including fits, body stiffening, and even self-levitation. A court in Milan granted divorce, acknowledging the existence of the behavior, but declined to say that it was the wife's fault. Why isn't that a movie? <laughs> I think it is. It's called The Exorcist. <laughs> but no, it's a girl. Like, yeah. There's so many exorcism movies and the Conjuring movies. Why I haven't know. we seen a movie about the guy who like tries to get a divorce because his, his wife's, wife's possessed, possessed by the devil? They're like, nope, you got to stay with her. 
maybe he's just never seen a really good orgasm before and knew what it was. It could be. He's <laughs> like, that was fucking terrifying. <laughs> You're possessed by the devil. <laughs> That's so good. Uh, no more Mr. Nice Guy. Ooh, no Rashida more Mr. Lucas divorced her husband, TP, because she said on national television that he was just too nice. Chief among Lucas's grievances were that TP said, I love you too much, and that he was such a good cook that it caused her to gain weight. Normally, though, I love you is not one of the things you should never say to your spouse. So um, is TP me? Because that just describes me, essentially. Like, what happened? He was too nice, and he was too good of a cook, and she gained weight, so that's why she divorced him. What? No. And he said, I love you too much. Oh, my God. Like, did she not know this going into it? Right. What the hell? Is there such a thing of saying I love you too much? I think some of these stories are bull. Shit. Well, you think everything is bullshit, but it is. It is. But honestly, no. If someone told you I love you like every single time they started a conversation with you, okay. Yeah, right? that's too much. That might be a little bit too much. But like, <laughs> I'm the asshole that would say, "Be," I would say something. I'd just be like, "Why do you say that to me all the time?" <laughs> like, tell like, me, but don't tell me all the time. Like every you time, have fucking Tourette's or something. Like, like, <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I know. I love you too. Now fucking stop telling me. Or maybe oh, it's like the sign hell. of guilt. You know, it's like, babe, before I tell you this, I, I love, love you. you. What the fuck did you do? <laughs> yeah. Just remember. Yeah. I love you. You're beautiful. Yeah. If your makeup washed off, I'd still want to be married to oh, you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That's weird. For sure. That's Are, too, there's, there is too much. Yes. To answer your question. Yes irreconcilable differences. Mm. That's the polite way of putting it. In 2015, <laughs> it was reported that a Nigerian woman had filed for divorce after only one week of marriage because she couldn't handle the size of her husband's penis. There it is. <laughs> after their first unsuccessful attempt to consummate the marriage, she took medication given to her by her mother. It didn't work. The experience was a nightmare, the woman said. <laughs> Like it was too big. Yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha. I'm like, I'm going to just throw this out there. Okay. Yeah. I mean, hey, that sucks. Yeah, I don't have that problem. That's why I'm still together. <laughs> no <laughs> one's accused me of my dick being too big. I can tell you that much. <laughs> I mean, I've had experiences in the past where it was uncomfortable. Right. Like maybe just bigger than the norm or something, but that's a tough one. <laughs> That, that's a tough one. That breath said it all. That's because <sighs> could you imagine being this poor girl? Like she doesn't want to be in pain every time no, they are sexual together. And if she's a small woman, like if she's tiny, that would like ruin a woman's insides. Like yeah. you don't fuck around with yeah. stuff like that. That's a really hard one. Okay. So divorce this though. I don't know. This leads me to a very uh, culturally relevant thing that we deal with here in Utah. Maybe not so much these days because it doesn't happen as much anymore, but the holy Mormon culture, when you get married as a virgin, uh-huh. you know, I, there is a reason why I think heavy petting and above the clothes and below the clothes fondling when you're in a relationship before you get married is extremely important because shit like this won't happen. Where like, oh, you're going to see each other naked for the first time on your wedding night. 
Like, okay, what if the guy's got a hog and what if the guy's got a gherkin? You know, like, no, these like, should be, these should be, I know, determining factors of whether or not you're even going to continue dating the person, let alone marrying them. Do you buy a car that's like thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars? Mm-hmm. Do you buy it without seeing it? No, or getting in it, or getting in it, or driving it? No, or you fucking don't. it. No, you don't, right? <laughs> Am I right? We right. don't do that shit. Because you have to test drive what you're getting yourself into. And that is one thing I completely hate about the Mormon church is that little rule. Right. You know? And um, it works It works both ways. Like, okay, for example, the Reddit episode we did last week, you specifically had me not read a story because it had to deal with body smells. Yes. I have talked to dudes who the first time they experienced the smell of a woman yeah. was on their wedding night. Oh, yeah. And it's one of the main reasons why they became gay, they said. They said they were always a little sure they were gay. But it grossed them out. But it grossed them out. Yeah. And that was the determining factor Yeah, that made them decide, you know what? My feelings that I actually like guys better, Yeah, that's it. So it works both ways. Yeah, I have to... You have to test drive before. Test drive that shit. Get your hand on the gear shift <laughs> and determine whether or not that gear shift is for you. Exactly. Yeah. She kept a decades old secret. Ooh. After more than 70 years of marriage, a 99 year old Italian, of course, <laughs> man divorced his wife after he stumbled across love letters she'd written to a secret lover in the 1940s. The wife then confessed to having an affair and begged her husband's forgiveness, but he wasn't having it. Apparently, their marriage had been long, but it also had been rocky. 70 years, and you're going to file divorce after 70 years. That's wild. You may as well just, like, fucking kill each other. (laughs) 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 Like, (laughs) He must have had dementia or something because he's like, I'm not putting up with this shit. (laughs) We're over. He's like, you're a fucking slut. Look what I found. (laughs) I mean, wow. That is so funny and cute. He probably for it sure came. had Alzheimer's. It's, it he is totally cute. did. Like, what if it was love letters to him and he just thought it was another? Yeah. Doc- Who the fuck is Frank? She's like, you're you are Frank. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, that's so funny and sad. Uh, let's do a couple more. Okay. He lost a bet. In 2007, a Russian man ran out of money while playing poker. So he bet his wife and lost. Uh-huh. <laughs> what was that? What when, he, when his wife found out, she left him for the man who'd won her and her heart. Oh, that's good. Why isn't that a movie? These are all movie worthy. That's good. That's really good. She's like, fine, you asshole. I'm gonna just going to fall in love with this man that won me. That's okay. so good. Okay. And we're going to end with this one. Mm-hmm. Frozen out. For one Japanese couple who had been married for six years, the movie Frozen was the deal breaker. What? After watching it, he made the mistake of asking her, did you really think it was that good? Well, apparently she did. And the fact that he couldn't even ask the question made her question what sort of person he was. And she couldn't seem to let it go. <laughs> Moving out of their marital residence soon after. Okay, give me a these Disney break. freaks. Oh, okay. Well, you know what? Give me a break. Frozen is a very device divisive movie because yeah. there's people who fucking love it and there's people who think it's the worst shit ever. I'm in the latter. 
I think it's like the worst fucking Disney movie ever made. My son, when it came out, I think he was like seven, six yeah. or seven when he came out. We didn't see it in the theater, but when it came on to streaming or whatever, we put it on because he loves Tangled. That's like one of his yeah. favorite movies. Yeah. We put it on and about 20 minutes in, he literally just walked to the TV Turned it off and just left the room. Just left the room. He was done with it. I was like, thank fucking God. So, yeah. She didn't like the fact that he didn't like Frozen. Wow. And that was a deal breaker. (laughs) That is really bizarre. Uh, Really fucking weird. Those were a lot of fun. Some of those were really weird. Like, what the hell? Are they real? I mean, you have to question everything these days on the internet, but. I've got a first date disaster for you. Here we go. I just went on a date and I got violently humbled by the guy asking. He was looking at me in my eyes. And I was like, oh my God, he's going to say I'm so pretty. He looked at me and he said, can I pop this? And wanted to pop a pimple on my forehead. <laughs> she was crying. <laughs> can I pop this? Oh, goodness. Wow, that's creepy. Not on a first date. I mean, it's her fault for showing up with that on her face. (gasps) Are you blaming her? No, but I'm not blaming. I'm just saying maybe make sure that that's not a topic of conversation when you're sitting across the table from your first date. Okay, but like... Like like present yourself well. Obviously, the dude's a fucking freak, though, who has like some kind of pimple fetish. He is a freak. However, like present, be presentable, too. He's probably an asshole just naturally, but yeah. <laughs> that is a move. That's a bold move. You That's know. actually really funny that, <laughs> that he would say that, but even more funny that she's crying about it. But that's sad. But at this, on the flip side, she's 19, maybe. Yeah, she's young. Um, but yeah, I just, the first date, the first introduction is very important. <laughs> I still don't understand the obsession with pimple popping though. And it's mostly a woman thing. Like, yeah, I, from what I've heard. Okay. Cause Kristen yeah. is a pimple hunter. If she even sees the beginnings of one on my head, she's like, yeah. I need to get that. I need to get that. I need to get that. <laughs> I've had several exes the same way too. <laughs> they so say good. that it is like that primordial primate in us, how female apes and mother apes uh-huh. would like prune the kids and get lice and things out yeah. you know you see them doing it at the zoo yeah essentially that is a, a holdover f- oh. from those uh primate times and instincts that we had that you women like to primp and prune us and that includes popping our pimples looking for them yeah like making it almost a hobby are you into that shit um a little bit but not probably not like most women do you like, watch i don't his- hunt them down i mean my kids are I have three teenagers that are actively going through puberty and their face, you know, they've got stuff on their face, but I don't 
mess with it because sometimes it just makes it worse. Are right? you fascinated by those pimple popping videos like Dr. Pimple Popper and stuff like that? Because that not, shit makes me sick. I'm not because it does make my stomach turn, which is crazy because I can handle blood. Like I can handle yeah. so much blood. I am not squeamish when it comes to blood. Yeah. I am not squeamish when it comes to no, like it does animal attacks. My, I think Olivia, I think my little girl was the one that introduced me to that whole thing. I didn't even know that was real. Oh, it is a, pimple like a genre on Instagram TikTok or Instagram. TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. It made my stomach turn, but no, no offense to this cute girl. She's beautiful. She has no makeup on in this video that you just, this clip. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, you shouldn't be leaving the house with something right in the middle of your forehead that needs to be taken care of. Take care of it. Right. Don't give this fucker a reason to can I pop that for you? And you girls have like those makeup tricks, you know, that complimentary color. Oh, absolutely. Kind of we have all those there. tricks. But um, if someone said that to me, though, I'm just putting myself in their <laughs> position. I would probably um, I would probably be like, excuse me. Like, <laughs> what did you just ask? What? Because first I would be confused. Right. right. Like. Sure. Can I get that off your face, mm. too? Like. Your whole face? You guys are just sitting like... Like your whole face. Can I take care of your whole face? <laughs> like face off. <laughs> oh, I gotcha. <laughs> I, for some I reason, know. I thought you guys would be like at Maxwell's Pizza, just reaching over, popping each other's pimples and like creating a relationship. <laughs> I would be a little bit weirded out, maybe a little offended. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. I can't even come with a comeback on that one. That's a tough one. Like why the fuck? My eyes are right here. Stop looking right. at this thing on my face, right? I don't right. know. Who fucking knows anymore? Like normally you have to say eyes up here, but instead yeah. you have to say eyes down here. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, that is it for another episode of the MILF and Me podcast. That was a fun one. I like these divorces and there were so many more, so we can definitely do a part two on this one. Oh, goody. But everyone, just like we asked last week, we want to hear first date disaster stories. We want to hear crazy divorce stories, so make sure to reach out to us on the milfandmepod.com, on our Instagram, on our socials, on our Facebook, and Diana will try and like return a direct message or at least get it on the show. Yes, I will. Absolutely. Diana, I love you. I will see you next week. Love you too.